today's title is receive with boldness say with me receive with boldness and the passage that i have for you is hebrew chapter 4 was 14 to 16 we are not going to share it on our screen so you'll have to take your bibles and read with me hebrew chapter 4 was 14 to 16 sorry if i didn't prepare you to get your bibles but now you have an opportunity Yeah, what is the title? The title is "Receive with Boldness." The passage goes like this. Just, if you don't have your Bible, just listen to me. It says, "Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses." but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need you know this passage is very close to my heart because even though i was born in a christian missionary family i had a very skewed perspective of the gospel a very skewed understanding of who god was in fact you can even say that i had almost struggled with depression because of what i believed about god you know god is so holy god does not entertain sin god does not entertain evil right which is which is right in absolute sense but that idea that god is so holy and righteous always stopped me from going to god's presence in confidence it always stopped me from going to god's presence in boldness and then you know i got involved in ministry and i started you know uh doing worship leading and as you know i was i was trying to encourage people with the gospel but my private life that i had my you know my life behind the closed doors was such a failure because i was struggling through condemnation i was struggling through guilt i was struggling through shame because of all the struggles that i had i had lust issues i had anger issues you can you can say any issue i probably had it right and because of that my life my relationship with jesus with god was not consistent because i was trying to fix myself first and then go into the presence of god how many of you been there you want to fix yourself first fix your uh, issues fix your behavior fix your character and then go into god's presence and say god you know forgive me so in fact i was so desperate that there were times when i would go to events after events just to hear from the preacher just to hear from the prophet or the pastor that i am forgiven that i am loved that i have god's unmerited favor over me i would just go from one event to another just to hear that and that would set me free and i would go back home crying and i would go back to the presence of god and say god i love you i you know i am so thankful for all that you have done but you understand how much time it would take for me to get back into the presence of god once i had fallen it would take me so much of time because there was so much of fear there was so much of insecurity that i had in my relationship with god because i had to fix myself how could i have a 
relationship with this holy God when I was such a sinner? How could I have a relationship with a holy God when I was struggling through so much guilt and shame? So that's my struggle. Okay. Now, before we understand this passage, I want you to understand an incident from the Old Testament. So if you remember the Israelites, they were in slavery under the Egyptians. They were in slavery for 400 years. And when they were delivered from Egypt and they were moving to the promised land, they were going through the wilderness under the leadership of Moses. God tells Moses, Moses, I want to meet my people. Yes, I have delivered them out of Egypt under your leadership, but I want to meet them. I want to commune with them. I want to have fellowship with them. So gather the people around on this particular mountain and I will descend with my glory and I want to spend time with them. Now, what happens is so interesting that when God descends from heaven into that mountain, he comes in his full glory, right? He comes in his full splendor. And the people, when they see that, when they see the glory of God, they get so scared because there's thunder, there's lightning and, you know, the fireworks are happening. Have you seen a, an actor making an entry, a hero making an entry? It was such a big marvel that the people got so scared of the lightning and thunder that they said, Moses, we, we don't want to talk to this God. We don't want to have a direct personal one-to-one -one relationship with him, what we can do is you become our mediator. You talk to him because you've been having such a personal direct relationship with God. You have, you've been going to those mountains and you know, you, you, you are having such great conversations with him. You go to him, you talk to him. We don't want a personal direct relationship. Understand this guys, the heart of God was to have a personal direct relationship with his people, but the people were so scared. Because they could not hear the voice of God. They could only hear the thunder and lightning. They were so scared. And that's why they asked Moses to be the mediator. You know, when I'm talking about this, I'm reminded of this incident when God says something to Jesus in front of the entire crowd. And only Jesus is able to hear what the father said. Jesus is able to hear very clear what the father said, but everybody else was Man, did you hear that? There was thunder, there was lightning. And it always made me wonder why, why is it that when God speaks that only a few people hear it, but for everybody else, it's thunder and lightning. You know why? The reason is it takes intimacy to hear the voice of the Father. It takes intimacy. See, the, these Israelites that are just coming from Egypt for 400 years, they were slaves. They had this victim-slave mindset that was engraved in them that they could not trust anybody else, that they had a difficulty in, in just you know trusting somebody and being vulnerable in front of them. So when they heard God in his glory, they were scared because they could not see past the thunder and lightning. They could not see past the splendor and marvel. They could not hear the heartbeat of God which was for them. And they tell Moses, Moses, we are okay having a mediator. See, the beauty of God is that even though that was not God's plan, God meets them where they are. And God tells Moses, okay, you know what? If that's how the people want to have a conversation with me, if that's how people want to have a relationship with me, let's institute something in which they can have a relationship through mediators. 
so the israelites you know from there on the israelites had relationship with god through mediators and these mediators these anointed ones were usually kings were prophets and priests kings mediated with the israelites to tell them the wisdom of god to teach them the wisdom of god so that they could govern the land the prophets did the mediation to tell the voice of god so that they could direct the people in which direction god wanted to lead them the priests were the ones who would do the worship and the sacrifices for them so when god instituted this whole mediator thing for the sake of israelites because the israelites wanted it so bad god asked moses to build a tabernacle where people could come and worship him so this tabernacle of moses had two sections am i going too fast i'm just telling you as a story okay i hope you get it the tabernacle of moses had two sections the first section was the outer court which was like a balcony a veranda where anybody who was circumcised where a common jew could enter and could participate in the worship activities in the worship and the rituals and the sacrifices that were happening the common jew could participate it was not allowed for anybody else except those who were circumcised the building in itself the inner courts had two sections the first section was called the holy place the second section was called the holy of holies the holy place was only open for priests common jew could not enter the inner sanctuary the holy place was only open for priests and they could perform their daily rituals and worship the holiest of holies was a was a representation of god's presence and it was not accessible for everybody it was only accessible for the great high priest and he could only go there once a year and there were protocols in place that he had a particular dress to wear there was a particular posture where you know he had to enter the holy of holies and he could only go once in a year see the people understand this the people were so scared of god's presence that they need that they needed a mediator and this high priest represented the people to god and he represented the god to the people you know it is said that when the high priest would go to the holy of holies you know just once in a year the people outside the tabernacle they would wait till the high priest comes out because they were scared what if there was sin in the heart of the high priest or what if there was evil in the heart of the high priest the high priest would be dead right there so they were scared there was there was so much of fear there was so much of marvel and awe that you know they it, it is said that they would hold their breath till the high priest would go inside and get out i want you to think about that the kind of fear that they had in terms of going into god's presence they did not take it lightly not everybody could go in it it is also said you know they the high priest would tie rope on their ankles so that if they died you know they could be pulled out nobody would have to go in so there was a lot of fear there was a lot of uh what do i say there was a lot of marvel and awe in terms of people entering the holy place not everybody could go in you had to be at the right time you had to be at the right place you had to be the right person to enter the holy of holies to enter god's presence otherwise you will be dead crazy right 
That's how intense this was. Now, if you read this passage in light of this, in light of the awe and the fear involved behind entering God's temple, if you read this passage, come with me, Hebrews chapter 4. Since then, we have a great high priest. We have a great high priest. We don't just have a high priest. We have a great high priest. We have a high priest who is not ordinary. We have a high priest who is extraordinary. We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. He did not just pass through a man-made sanctuary. He did not pass through man-made tabernacles. He passed through the heavens. Guys, when Moses was making the earthly tabernacle when he was making this inner court, the Holy of Holies and all of that. He was making them because they were a shadow of the real deal. They were a shadow of the original God's presence. They were just a shadow. Jesus did not pass through the shadow. He passed through the heavens. He passed through the original presence of God. He went into the original presence of God. He passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Okay, here the author is talking about we have a great high priest who is Jesus, the son of God. It's like, just imagine with me, in your society, you have a politician who is living very close to you and you're scared because the politician is very powerful and that politician has this aura of fear, right? And you're really scared. Now, you get an invite, invitation for a party that's happening in the politician's house. You get an invitation through a servant who works there. And you also get an invitation through the son of the politician. In whose invitation will you have confidence? In the invitation of the servant or in the invitation of the son? And that, that is what the author is saying. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus, the Son of God. It's the Son who is inviting us where He is. He is inviting you and me. He's saying, hey, I have gone past through all of this for your sake and I'm inviting you. Hold fast your confession. What is the confession that we are holding fast to? Romans 10, 9 says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that He was raised from the dead, we will be saved. What is our confession that Jesus is our Lord? So this author is saying, we have a great high priest whose name is Jesus. He's the son of God. He is not just an ordinary man. He's the son of God. He's inviting us. Let us hold fast our confession. Now let's look at the qualification of this high priest. Okay. Next verse. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Yes, he's the son of God. Yes, he is God himself, but we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. He understands your weakness. He understands your anger issues. He understands the struggles that you go in the night. He understands your depression. He understands your hopelessness. He understands your loneliness. He understands your weaknesses. Why? Because he, in every respect, has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He was tempted just like us. He was tempted in every respect, in everything that we can think of. He was tempted as we are, yet without sin. The only difference is 
that he won over every temptation, every struggle. So we have a high priest who is the son of God, but he does not, it's not like he does not understand our struggles. He sympathizes with our weakness. He empathizes with our weaknesses. He empathizes with our struggles. So when we tell Jesus, Jesus, I'm suffering through loneliness, I'm suffering through hopelessness, he gets it because he has been tempted just as we are, yet without sin. Isn't that amazing? Verse 16. Let us then, let us then, let us when? When you know that you have a great high priest who is inviting you, okay? Let us then with confidence or with boldness, let us then with confidence or boldness draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. The author is suggesting that because we have this great high priest who is Jesus, the son of God, who understands the very struggles that we go through, let us draw near to God's presence, to the throne of grace with boldness, with confidence. Don't shy away. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't think twice. Just go into God's presence with boldness, with confidence. Guys, this is the gospel that Jesus is inviting us. Come, come into the presence of God. Come into the presence of your father with boldness, with confidence. Because he is mindful of you. Today, you will not be killed like the, like the Israelites thought. You will not be accused. You are not being called to the throne of condemnation. You are not being called to the throne of accusation. You are called to the throne of grace. So come with boldness. Come with confidence. Come with confidence. So that you can find grace and you can receive mercy. You know, the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew records that the Gospel of Matthew records that when Jesus gave his spirit on the cross, when he died on the cross, the, the curtain that was separating the most holy place, the Holy of Holies from the holy place, the curtain that was separating that was torn into two from top to bottom. It was completely torn. Why did that happen? Because God was making a statement. God was saying, I will not be limited. I will not be restricted to a particular room, to a particular time, to a particular person. I want to commune with my people. See, see guys, what was stopping us from commune to do, to do this direct personal relationship with God, what was stopping us was the slave mindset, was this victim mindset that God is so angry at us. That we are not worthy of his love. That we, we cannot approach him. That slave mindset was stopping the people from entering into God's presence with boldness. And Jesus, when he died, he tore that curtain because God was making a statement. He did not want to be restricted. He wanted to have a direct personal communion with his people. Isn't that amazing? Now, now, the Gospel of Matthew, it says that Jesus, when he died on the cross, the curtain was separated. But what is the reason that you have this confidence? What is the reason that you should have this confidence to enter God's presence? The, 
the Hebrew author says in Hebrews 10, if you have your Bible, just turn with me. Hebrews 10, verse 19 to verse 22. says like this, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. Okay, we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Guys, we no longer need this earthly tabernacle. We no longer need this earthly place of worship because Jesus has passed through heavens. His flesh has become the curtain which by which he has torn himself so that we can enter the God's enter God's presence with boldness and confidence with the blood of Jesus that we have we have the full assurance of faith that we can go into the presence of God and he will not strike you with death he will not strike you with fear but he will embrace you he will give you mercy he will give you grace because of what Jesus has done See, the flesh of Jesus and the blood of Jesus is such a symbolic representation of the evidence that we have that Jesus has made a way for us into the Holy of Holies, that we can go into the presence of God with confidence, with boldness. That's why when we take the communion, the communion represents, the bread represents the flesh of Jesus and the blood represents the the wine represents the blood of Jesus. Both of them represent that we have a new way. We have a new and a living way. Not like the old, old covenant. We have a new and a living way where we can go into the presence of God whenever we want with boldness, with confidence. See, don't put confidence in your flesh. It is not about what I have done. It is not about the merits that I have. It is not about the number of hours that I prayed or the number of hours that I fasted or the number of chapters that I've read. The confidence that I have is because of Jesus who has died for me, whose flesh was given for me, whose blood was shed on my behalf and he has cleansed my evil conscience. Now with that assurance of what Jesus has done, draw near to the throne of grace with boldness. Come boldly. What is stopping you from going into the presence of God? Is it your past sin? Is it your conscience? Is it the things that you're struggling in your mind? Go boldly into the presence of God because of the blood of Jesus that cleanses your conscience because of the flesh of Jesus that has become the very curtain for you that was broken for us. He tore that curtain so that he could pay our way into the Holy of Holies. Isn't that amazing, guys? That cross is the only evidence we need, is the only evidence we need that gives us the permission to enter the Holy of Holies. What is stopping you? What is stopping you into going into God's presence with boldness, with confidence? Is it your conscience? Is it guilt? Is it shame? Is it insecurity? Can you put confidence in Jesus? In Jesus, your great high priest who died for you and who was raised from the dead, but his blood was shed for you. His flesh was broken 
for you, was tore open for you, so that you could enter the Holy of Holies. Amen? Guys, I want to encourage you. Go into God's presence with boldness, with confidence. Don't be scared. Don't think twice. Don't try to fix yourself. Don't try to work on your behavior. Don't try to work on your anger and lustful issues before you get inside His presence. Go there with boldness and confidence and tell Him the struggles that you're struggling because we have a high priest who empathizes with us. We have a high priest who sympathizes with our weakness. He understands our weakness. He can relate to you. You can find mercy and grace right now. Not on a Sunday. Not just on a Sunday. But anytime that you need, go to his presence with boldness, with confidence. See, what happens when you draw near to God with boldness, what happens when you draw near to him with confidence? What happens is that God begins to change our hearts. God begins to renew our minds. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Whenever you go into God's presence, you are being transformed. That transformed comes from the word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is transformation of a butterfly from a caterpillar. So Paul is saying that when you go into the God's presence, your heart is transformed, your heart is renewed, your mind is renewed, and your hearts are transformed. You are transformed bodily also. It affects your body as well. Remember when Jesus went up to the mountain and he has this encounter with God where his body was transfigured? That same word transfigured is the same word transformation which is used over here. You can be transformed even physically as your mind is renewed and as your hearts are transformed. And that can happen when you go to the throne of grace with boldness and confidence. So I want to read you this verse, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. Just listen to me. Don't take it. Just listen to me. It says, and we all with unveiled face, unveiled face meaning there's nothing on our face. We're just seeing God face to face. Okay. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Isn't that amazing? As you behold Jesus as you behold, as you come to the throne of grace with boldness and confidence, you are being transformed from glory to glory. You're not being transformed from shame to glory. You're not being transformed from disappointment to glory. You are being transformed from one degree of glory into another degree. God has another level of glory for you. But if you come with boldness and you behold the glory of the Lord, you will be transformed just as He is. You will be transformed. You will be changed. Don't try to fix yourself. Come to God's presence. Let Him fix you. So, don't try to work out your issues. Don't put confidence in your flesh. Come to the throne of grace with boldness, with confidence. Let him transform you. This is the gospel, guys, that Jesus died so that we could have this confidence in God, so that we could come into the presence of God without any, you know, without any guilt, without any shame, without any insecurity because of what Jesus has done.
how many of you have the confidence today to say hey i will go into the throne of grace with boldness with confidence because of who jesus is because of what jesus has done he has shed his blood on the cross he has torn his flesh on the cross so that i could move into the holy of holy see guys understand this we cannot draw near to god than he already is isn't that true we cannot draw near to god than he already is our spirits are always with jesus remember that we are in christ and christ is in us there is no way that you can get out of the presence of god you're already sandwiched in the presence of god so what does the author mean when he says let us draw near to the throne of grace what he means is let us draw near in our minds let us be conscious in our minds of this reality of the spiritual reality that we are in the presence of god let us be conscious let us tell our minds let us remind our minds if, if our minds have forgotten if our minds are ignorant let us remind our minds that we are seated with christ at the right hand of god tell your minds to come into the presence of god with boldness to come into the presence of god with confidence and as you do that he starts to change you don't try to change yourself let god transform you guys i want to encourage you the gospel is not about you serving god the gospel is about god serving you jesus said i have come not to be served but to serve will you be humble enough to let god serve you so that he can change your heart he can transform your heart so that everything that happens in our lives happens from that overflow of what god is doing in our lives remember when moses saw the bush that was burning the bush did not burn meaning it was burning but it it did not become ashes why because that was a supernatural fire that was burning the bush similarly you can burn for jesus without being burnt out when the supernatural fire in you is is burning in you you can burn for jesus without being burnt out let him serve you will you come into his presence with confidence will you come into his presence with boldness and receive mercy and grace that you need no matter what you have done today no matter what you have done in the past week no matter where your mind was no matter what emotions you have gone through today is a day of your salvation today you can find mercy and grace in his presence will you come to him boldly come to him in confidence let us pray father we thank you we thank you for your grace that is supplied over our lives we thank you we thank you that you are moving us from one degree of glory to another thank you that i don't have to be just at one level as i was but there's so much of transformational growth that i can have in my life whenever i come into your presence And Father we thank you for this gospel we thank you for Jesus who is our greatest blessing and because of Jesus we come to your throne of grace and we receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need we come to you daddy we surrender in Jesus name we pray amen